Blog Talk Radio. Hey all. Hey all, it's Chad Bearden and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. I'm trying to remember someone I can't forget. Like a song I don't know that I can't get out of my head. Can't seem to shake the Hi listeners, welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Uh, today on the show, we welcome super talented singer-songwriter uh, Dixon Darling. We'll uh, um, talk with him about his career, music, and, and, and anything he's doing that that uh, that uh, he can talk about. Uh, um, this is going to be fun, folks. And uh, full disclosure here, I actually met Dixon a couple of weeks ago at at uh, Florabama. Uh, well, I was well, uh, well, I was down in 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 uh Orange Beach uh visiting family. So it's gonna be fun to kinda get to uh to to catch up with him 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 uh for a little bit. So with that being said, let's go ahead and welcome um the incredibly talented Mr uh Dixon Darling to the show. Hey Dixon, how are you? I'm well Herb. Murph, uh, how are you? I'm doing well. Um 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 thank you again for doing this today. Of course man, I've been looking forward to it. Absolutely. And 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 like I uh, alluded to in the intro, uh, and this is very rare because because I host a host a call-in show. This is very rare that this happens, but 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 uh, we've actually met in person before. We have, yeah, you're right. We met at the Florida, um, I think late January, maybe just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was actually down there visiting family. Uh, uh, my aunt and uncle have, well, they, 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 uh, rented a condo for, for, um, um, December through, through, um, the end of this month. So, so, uh, me and my family were, uh, um, I'm down there staying with them for, um, a couple, uh, about, uh, three or four days in, in, uh, Orange Beach. Yeah. Yeah. I was very fortunate you came by. Um, it was very nice meeting you and your folks. Absolutely, and and I gotta say, as much as we were were tipping you that night, I think you might have made more off of us than anybody. <laughs> yeah, you guys are very generous. I was very I was very thankful. <laughs> well, we're just sitting there there throwing money in your bucket. It's just like okay, whatever, you know. Yeah, no, it's a great time. It's uh, the Florida the Florida has a lot of generous patrons, and uh, I'm very fortunate to be able to play there, son. Um, play there, play there a good little bit. Um, but no, you, you and your folks are very kind. Well, thank you, and uh, and it was actually my first time at the Florida Bama, which, which wow, which I'd always heard about the place, but I've never I'd never been there until uh, until that day, and and it's a pretty neat it's a pretty neat little place. It is. It has a really rich history. I'm very thankful to be somebody who's played one of the stages. Played, or I've, I think at this point I've played every stage. So um, I'm yeah. very, very thankful to be a part of it. It's a really cool and a very uh, rich history of a spot. Mm-hmm. And and uh, um, 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 before I get into uh, the stuff I had for you today, 
why don't you just uh, just go ahead and uh, and tell the listeners uh, how you got into music in the first place? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so I, it's kind of an interesting question how I got started in music because um, this this past Christmas I was at home with my folks watching home movies and uh, it it seemed like every video we turned on, no matter how old I was, I was uh, singing in the background, just kind of singing to myself or singing along to the radio, just uh, singing, singing, singing. And I have pictures of myself with a guitar at a very little age, you know, very, like three or four. My parents would buy me little play guitars and I would love those. Um, but I, I say I got, I started in church. I was singing in choir from like the age of four or five. Uh, and I did that up until I was about 12 or 13 or so um, in the choir and then uh, when I hit middle school, I the thing that really got me into music, I always say, is I bought a lawnmower. Um, funnily enough, because uh, I wanted to make money, I didn't. I wanted to earn an allowance, and my dad said, "Well, you know, I pay this guy forty dollars a week to cut our grass, but I'll pay you twenty-five. Uh, but you don't have to do all this extra stuff." He does, and I said, "All right, well, I need a lawnmower." He goes, "Well, you got to, you know, if you're going to start up a business, you got to fund it yourself. So go buy one." I said, "All right." So I bought myself a little push mower. And I uh, started cutting the grass, and uh, it's real boring to cut an acre of grass every every week. You know, spend a couple hours out there with a push mower, having to gas up halfway through. And so uh, I would steal my mom's iPod. She had an original iPod because uh, she's always been an early adopter. So she put all her old CDs on there. Um, so I would sing along I, for a couple hours a week just out there cutting lines in the grass, uh, singing along to Almond Brothers and Rush and Sticks and foreigner and queen and journey and pretty much any uh classic rock band you can think of um except she wasn't as much of a fan of the brit rock not as much of a beatles or zeppelin or um anything like that but she was a lot about uh loved a lot of american classic rock a lot of southern rock um and uh obviously christian tunes from the church and so I started singing every week that, at that age and I'd cut grass even for other houses as well and so I'd be singing all the time and then uh, when I was 17, um, uh, my dad is a pastor, and so they needed someone to lead the youth worship band at the church. And uh, they looked around, and they were like, well, you're the best singer. And so I said, I don't know how to play guitar. And they're like, all right, well, you know, here's a guitar. You know, take a month and go learn some songs. And I was, I, just, I was like, okay, I guess I have to. So I sat down and learned a few songs, just enough to lead worship um, for like three or four songs a week. And then I slowly learned more and more and... Um, by the time I went to college, uh, my dad was like, "Hey, you're you're pretty good at this. You know, you could you could be great. Right now, you're good, but you could be great." So uh, my dad bought me some lessons, vocal lessons, um, at Spicer's Music in Auburn, and uh, I did that for a couple years and just kind of fell in love with music. As I got to college, I went back and educated myself on all the music my mom didn't like that I'd missed. Like uh, I went back and listened to a lot of '70s soft rock, like the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac, and James Taylor, and I listened to a lot of 60s singer-songwriters like Bob Dylan and Joan Baez, and, um, you know, I wouldn't listen to, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and then I started to go through the decades, started listening to a lot of 90s music as well, um, and then into the, the 2000s, like, kind of educated myself on the stuff that I'd missed, you know, things that weren't necessarily radio hits, but uh, bands that I loved, and so uh, then when I finished college, I went out to California for a year uh, on a job. And um, while I was there, I would go every Tuesday night to a local open mic. Uh, at the time, it was held at a place called Rosie's in Tahoe City. Uh, it's now since moved to the Tahoe Tap House, if you're in the area, <laughs> any of the listeners. But um, 
I, I was there every week, and uh, one night I'd played for, I think, an hour because there was nobody else there, and the guy running the joint, Lucas, was like, hey, just keep playing. And I was like, I've just played for an hour, and I still know about six or seven more songs. Like, I I wonder if I could, you know, do a gig. Like, I wonder if I could play a gig. And, and so they very graciously, the musicians there, like Lucas and um, Chris and some other friends of mine there, kind of took me under their wings and said, like, here's what you do. Get yourself a, a PA and get yourself a mic and a stand and all the cables and, you know, uh, put together a list of your songs and reach out to bar owners and booking managers and see about if they'd like for you to play. And uh, I played my first ever gig on New Year's Eve of 2018, um, December 31st, 2018, as my first ever gig, and uh, then played a few more the next year. And then by 2020, I decided to do it full time, which was not a good year to start, yeah. but by the end of the year, was, was, uh, <laughs> I've been doing it full time ever since. <laughs> nah. But yeah, uh, that's pretty interesting, and and I love how uh, I, I loved uh, how you said you went up to the decades, like the sixties, seventies, eighties. I love that stuff. Like like uh, when I grew uh, uh, I grew up on uh, I'm a nineties baby. Okay, I'll just there uh, put that there right there. I'm a nineties baby, but but. In my house growing up, we had 70s, 80s, you know, um, like you said, uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Eagles, uh, uh, um, a little bit of, bit of, of a Leonard Skinner, some Al Green, mm. Motown. We had we had literally everything uh, playing in the house when I was growing up, and 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 I always joke, I always say, uh, uh, uh. Uh, I always say, uh, uh, my ability to uh, re- re- remember song lyrics is greater than than, than uh, my ability to to uh, remember what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, it's uh, it kind of surprised me as I as I grew older. Um, songs I remembered from back in the day that I didn't even knew I knew the song looking at the title or the artist, but I, but I knew the songs and I could sing along to them just because I'd heard right. it so much growing up. Right. It's, it's crazy what your, what your mind retains. It, it's absolutely nuts to me. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I did want to ask you this. Uh, uh, um, I know you said you're, you're, um, just kind of, kind of, uh, starting out with things in your career, uh, you've been doing this uh, full time since like like twenty, you said. But uh, if you weren't in the industry, what would you be doing right now? If you weren't an artist, if I wasn't an artist right now, where would I be? Uh, I asked myself that because uh, before I found music, uh, I don't think I've held a job. I think I held a job. I think the longest I'd had was maybe a year, a little over a year, because um, I've worked about. 10 or 12. My first ever job was working at Chick-fil-A. made it about 10 months before I quit. Uh, and then I worked at Five Guys for about three months. And then I worked at Men's Warehouse for a little over a year. Uh, and then after that, I worked in ministry for a while, uh, working under my dad, um, just as like a uh, an intern with my youth group. And uh, also like set up and breakdown crew. Um, and then uh, my degree was in human development and family studies, and so I, I worked as like a preschool teacher and an after-school teacher for a while, because um, I was I was my ultimate goal uh, if, uh, before I considered music as a career was to become a youth pastor, um, 
because uh, I'm a Christian and I, I loved uh, youth group growing up. And it's kind of where I started to find myself and started to find, uh, you know, positive influences and um, uh, just good people. You know, I, I, I dealt with a lot of bullying in school and, and uh, youth group was one of the first places I could sort of just be myself and, uh, and was accepted by people, which I know is not always the case for everyone. Um, but I, something I loved was I was, as I grew older, uh, I had a lot of younger kids in the youth group that would ask me questions that wanted, but were that questions that I would have asked um, people had I had, had I been comfortable enough with people to ask questions about growing up, what it meant to be a man, what it meant to grow up, what I wanted to do in life, all these questions I kind of had unanswered. And I thought, man, it'd be really cool to go and be a youth pastor and to be that person to the young people of tomorrow to say like, you know, cause I always hated uh, growing up. People would always tell me, well, this is the best it's ever going to get, you know, you know, just wait till you have bills, just wait till you have all this stuff, you know, your life's going to be so hard, you know, like, you don't know how good you have it. And uh, I remember as a kid being like, are you kidding me? I hate this right now. This is the worst. I don't have any money. I don't have any freedom. You know, you're telling me it gets worse. And then as I got older, I was like, oh no, it gets great. You know, financial freedom and the ability to, um, you know, uh, make a living and do what I love and, and, uh, and not have to just be in school. And so I loved, I loved having the opportunity when volunteering with kids to be able to say, like, when they say, is it really, I'd have kids ask me, like, is it really true? Does it not get better? And I'd say, no, these are the worst years of your life. Seventh grade was the worst year of my entire 26 on this earth so far. And so uh, I, I love, uh, so I think ministry would most likely be where, I, where I'd be. Um, but, I mean, I also – I was a conference coordinator. So I just, I always joke around and say, you know, it's a good thing that I'm talented enough to do music because I don't think I, every other job ever was temporary. I knew it was temporary when I took a job because either I'd get fired or I'd quit. Like I just knew that they'd either get sick of me being late all the time. Cause when you're a musician, you know, you don't work till 6 PM. So you can sleep in as late right. as you need to and stay up as late as you want. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just not wired for, uh, for regular work, I guess. I totally understand that. Uh, okay, so uh, so so uh, sort of on the uh, 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 sort of uh, on that same note, uh, you know, uh, when everything's said and done with your career, say forty, fifty years down the road, or whenever that might be, uh, 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 what impact or legacy would you lo- would you uh, like to leave on the music industry? Man, you know, I'd been listening to a few of your episodes because um, I'd not known of your podcast before I'd met you, and I went and listened to a few episodes, and I heard you ask this question a couple people, and I was—I uh, really thought about it because um, I've—I've thought about this before, but I think the the impact I'd want to leave on the industry in forty or fifty years, like uh, when I'm, you know, hopefully retired at that point, <laughs> uh, what in, what impact I'd like to leave? Um, I thought of my sister. Uh, Madison does a lot of really wonderful nonprofit um, work. She work, not right now works in Wisconsin. She's worked at a, a se- several different nonprofit organizations, and she's just a, a superstar in that field. And I would love if uh, if if I'm able to be successful monetarily um, within the industry, I would love to uh, transition that money and influence if I'm if I'm blessed with it to be able to transition that into doing good for others. Uh, I obviously like my artistry. I'd love for my artistry to inspire other artists like artists have inspired me, you know, like 
people like Ed Sheeran and David Gray and uh, all these great, I mean, Southern Rock as well. Like, it was all these great artists that have inspired me to make music and inspired me to love music and pursue it. Um, uh, I would also love to inspire others, but more directly influence. I, I'd love to, I've always thought it'd be great to um, partner with nonprofits to help raise up young musicians to give them contacts within the music industry to find ways to find and, and grow new talent in ways that aren't exploitative like so often uh, things can be in, in, uh, in big industries, music or otherwise. Um, so I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't know what it might look like. Uh, but uh, right now, I mean, the goal is just to be able to make a living in music. But um, I would love to uh, raise up new artists and, and provide um, – Opportunities for growth, the ones that I wish I had, you know, like ones that when I was starting out, the direction I wish I had, you know, starting. I wonder where yeah. I'd be if I'd started five years earlier, if people had told me what I knew now five years ago, you know? Oh, oh, totally. And and uh, and something you said taught me, and this is and, and and this is sort of sort of off topic a little bit, but folks, this man can kill some Ed Sheeran. I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank you. This man can absolutely just slay some Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, the reason, well, uh, the main reason w- uh, why I ask that question and I ask it to pretty much everybody uh, is, is as I told you, as I, as I told you off air, uh, I've been I've been covering music for the last ten years, and I've been doing the podcast for the last twelve, and. And let's just say I'm not getting any younger here. <laughs> so, uh, and there's gonna gonna uh, be a time where 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 I'm gonna uh, hang this up. It's just inevitable. Uh, so, uh, I've been I've been sort of thinking about about uh, my legacy uh, in the podcast space. And I'm like you. I mean, there's there's a. Uh, uh, when I started in the podcast business, uh, there was literally a handful of us that that uh, that were were, were uh, uh, doing podcasts. I like to say uh, uh, I was podcasting when when podcasting wasn't cool. <laughs> so, right. Uh, 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 but there was li- uh, but there was literally uh, just a handful of us that I knew about, and now it seems like uh, like these days everybody's got a podcast. So, uh, so like I said, I'm like you uh, in. It, it, in the fact that that I want to reach out to uh, the, uh, the 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 generation coming up behind me and 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 just sort of uh, I'm at that point where 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 I want to teach them uh, what I've learned and 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 hopefully give them some some advice in their podcast uh, podcast careers. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, and and uh, and I also think uh, beyond anything that I do uh, in the podcast world, I just want to be known as just just being a good, solid dude. You know. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's not only do I, I I want the same thing, but I find that the people that are so successful and the people that um, people like to work with the the resounding uh, similarity is that they're just good dudes, just nice people. Right. Uh, okay. So, uh, 
um, um, I think we've only got about about uh, ten minutes left. Uh, man, man, this has gone by so quick. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie to you. This has gone by so quick. But uh, um, I'll say this now, and I'll say it again uh, at the end of the show in a few minutes. But uh, if there's ever anything that I can do for you, Dixon, don't ever hesitate to reach out. Okay. I appreciate you, Murph. I'll make sure to. Absolutely, uh, because because I feel like if y'all take take uh, thirty thirty five minutes out of out of what I know is a busy schedule to uh, to uh, come on and do this, it's the least I can do. That's very kind of you, Mark. Uh, I appreciate. I mean, just this is, uh, and I'll say this: just having me on is is very helpful. You know, it's just uh, it's one of the hardest things for up and coming artists is just to get press to get people to you know, sit and have you for an interview. You know, it's it's, it's one of the things that's kind of taken me longer than anything else, you know? Absolutely. And I feel like uh, if this podcast can be, be a stepping stone for an artist to uh, that next interview or the next gig or the next, next uh, whatever the case may be, then I've done my job. Yeah, I think you definitely have done that. And uh, I'll have to let you know if anything comes about from this. I'll, I'll make sure to, to get. In t- I mean, I'm sure I'll be in touch with you in the future as well. But um, yeah, yeah, and this will be definitely helpful for me. Uh, all right, man. Uh, so um, I did want to talk about uh, what's coming up for you next. Uh, uh, are you working on any any? Uh, I know you said you were uh, writing a little bit uh, during this this uh, winter break. I know you said you're you're. A writing for the next project or or whatever is there any it, it, is there anything coming up up um like any tours or anything coming up for you yeah so um as, um I'm planning on releasing new music this year i've got uh i've got a, a few songs that I've just need to finish the touches on them recording wise uh, so I don't have any hard dates, but I'm thinking by the end of this summer I'll have had new music out. Um, I'm hoping early spring. I'm hoping to release a single. Um, I won't spoil the title or anything yet, but uh, I, I'm hoping to release one. It's one of the ones that you heard uh, when you came and saw me. Um, I'm hoping to release that early this spring, and then uh, I'm hoping to release a uh, a six-song EP that's tentatively titled "Songs from a Bar Musician." Uh, it's a it's going to be a collection of songs, like five or six songs ish, uh, songs about the sort of uh, the experience and the journey I've been on as um, a guy playing cover songs in bars, because there's a it's it's kind of both incredible to make a living out of um, playing music in bars and restaurants, like doing music, just being in music is incredible to make a living out of that. However, it's almost like so tantalizingly close to like and and frustrating that it's it's not just off original music. It's also, it's off of, you know, cover music, the work that, you know, that others have done. Like, the, you know, it's not just me they're coming to see, you know, like, like a place like the floor of Mama, um, people may come, there are some people who I'm very thankful for come to see me because they've seen me play before and they know I'm going to be back. So they come to the floor of Mama to see me, which is very kind or other places I play. However, um, it's not the same as, you know, going and selling out Red Rocks. You know, or like uh, you know, yeah. selling tickets at a concert where people are like, "I'm a fan of you, and I want to come and hear your original work." Um, and so, uh, over the last several years of doing music full time, I've written I've written some songs on that experience, and so I'm hoping to release that as a simple sort of work tape style EP, just to try and keep it um, raw and authentic to sort of my sound. 
um, as I usually play out, as you saw, I play out usually as a solo acoustic artist. Um, so I'm planning on having that out by the end of this summer and hopefully a, another unrelated single before then. Uh, but awesome. I, as of, I don't have any hard dates, I don't want to say anything and then kind of either make myself a liar or hold myself to, to a date I can't exactly hold. I totally get that. But, and, 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 and I'll be honest with you. Um, the kind of stuff that you you uh, do that 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 acoustic singer songwriter stuff, I absolutely love it. I mean, if you put me in a bar with with uh, watching uh, just a singer and a guitar, I'll be there all day. <laughs> I'm not even kidding <laughs> you. I will be there all day. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, uh, there, there's uh, you, you. I'm surprised at the amount of people that share that opinion. You know, um, as I got into this, I'm surprised. But mm-hmm. there's something about just a musician, just a piano or a guitar, just kind of putting their stuff out there. That there's a sort of quality to it that's just kind of. I think people are longing for with some of the artists that have gained a lot of traction recently. Um, right. I think people are looking for that singer-songwriter again a little more. Absolutely. And and selfishly speaking, when you said uh said said you had uh, had a single that you're going to put out uh, uh uh selfishly speaking, I'm hoping it's a credit card song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. I I'm not sure. I'll have to I'll have to see. But uh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, that one will definitely be coming out sooner than later. But I think that's one that I kind of want to maybe work with a producer on to maybe make right. that as a more um, a dressed up song. I think it I think it deserves a more full track. But uh, that, that one will be coming great, out sooner though. than later. I promise. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That, no, I love that, that song. song. It's, it's a fun song. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. So, uh, last question I've got for you, and then I think we'll we'll uh, let you go and let you get back to your evening. And this is a fun one. Okay. Uh, all, right. all right. You're you're uh, stranded on a, a a deserted island and can only take three things with you. What are you taking? Mm. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna presume you don't mean any like survival tools, like a knife or something, you know, like or presuming these are like for fun stuff, um, right? Because it would right. be like a, a flint and steel and a knife and you know like a like a water jug yeah. or iodine tablets or something like that. But that's boring. Uh, yeah, something Boy Scout kind of thing. Taken. I understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was a Star Scout, but I didn't make it to Eagle before we moved. Same. But I, you know, I was in the Scouts for a bit. But uh, I was a Scout know, too. I, I, so, oh, there you go. But uh, barring any kind of survival tools, obviously I'm going to take a guitar. Um, it's just uh, uh, one of those things that I, I think I'd need just for my own sanity. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd take a guitar. Hmm. I would take a hammock. I love a hammock. It's it's and I would I would honestly part of me would be like, man, you give me a guitar and a hammock on a deserted island, I think I'd be just kind of happy with just that. Uh, and then for a third thing, uh, I'd probably take uh, like a book of crosswords. I love crosswords. I have like a book of them. At, nice. I just got a new book of a. Uh, New York Times crosswords, and uh, I think <laughs> that you give me those three things, and I think I'd be happy. I think I could make it work. Nice. I'm with you. I'm with you on the 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 um um guitar and the hammock. I'm with you there, but for me, I'd uh, have to bring another person because, because. Well, you didn't uh, say I couldn't bring my fiance. <laughs> like, uh, like, 
Okay, well, buddy, she's first on the list. I'm, I'm not. I just. I mean, I was sitting there going like, all right. Fair yeah, enough. Inanimate object. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I'd bring but, my but seriously, We'd have a great time. If, if, if I didn't have 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 somebody else to talk to, I'd literally drive myself absolutely insane. <laughs> oh, I already talked to myself enough. Um, but uh, I think I'd be right at home. But uh, but no, I'd, I'd bring her there. Oh my Pour her to tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, uh, hey, um, um, thank you again for doing this. This has been so much fun, Dixon. Thank you, Murph. I've had a great time. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so I think we're gonna uh, uh, let you go and let you get about your evening. But uh, but um, you have an open have have a uh, open invitation back to the show anytime. Well, thank you, Murph. And uh, maybe when I've got um, a, a hard date for a new release or something, we'll schedule another one of these. Uh, awesome. Maybe we can we can awesome celebrate a, a new release. Sweet. Yeah. I'm a, all right, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Murph. We'll talk soon. All right, I'll talk to you later, okay? All right. All right, bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, the incredibly talented Mr. Uh, Dixon Darling. Let's see. I'm working on something for next Tuesday with a returning guest, uh, so that's always fun. But um, until then, I think I'm gonna uh, gonna uh, gonna uh, end the episode right here. You've been listening to A Weekdays with Murph. Thank you and goodbye.